and thanks for tuning in to Expand Digital Academy podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Elisha Giudici. She is a serial remote entrepreneur, the co-founder of Remote Business Mastery and the CEO of Expands, both based in London that hosts the global virtual summit of the impact investing in tech. And she also earned the title of the remote business late. She started her first business when she was 15 and she hasn't stopped since. Elisa, great to have you on our show. Hello, hello, the pleasure is mine. So the first question, you are such an accomplished entrepreneur. Please tell us what your very first business was that you started at the age of 15. Um, well, uh, it was the 90s and uh, uh, my parents had this really, key, really cute shop for hobbies. Uh, today we will call it uh, DIY, so do it uh, yourself for creative people. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, of course shops were suffering the competition of big malls, as you can imagine. Uh, and uh, and uh, well, internet was at the beginning and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it was really funny because I went to my parents and I said, uh, okay, uh, mom, dad, I want to build you a web shop for your shops. And they were like, uh, what? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and, uh, uh, but they, they trust me and that, that, that I think is, uh, is amazing. So they really didn't know at all what I was talking about. Uh, but I say, okay, we, we trust you. So go ahead, whatever it is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and I was, uh, well, I was already really into, um, uh, into uh, internet, even if it was really, really at the yeah. beginning. And I built this uh, website for them and, uh, and we start to sell uh, to all over Italy, uh, this amazing product. And it was, it was great. We were one of the first uh, shopping uh, uh, DIY to, to do that. Wow. <laughs> you can imagine that. And uh, well, and it grew, it grew a lot. And uh, after a few years, I, um, and that, that was just for, uh, for final customers. Wow. And then I opened a second uh, e-commerce just a few years later, uh, and that was for uh, for other shops, for other businesses, and uh, I become the um, exclusive distributor for uh, many um, biggest European company in the creative space. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, uh, even this venture grow a lot. Yeah! Wow. <laughs> And then, uh, well, then I sold them both. I moved to London and I start new ventures uh, online, always online. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, and that, that, that was history. <laughs> <laughs> that was all. <laughs> um, which leads me to my next question. Um, can you also please tell us how you earned the title of the remote business lady? Oh, well, that's quite funny because I, well, I never thought uh, about myself as remote business lady. Yeah. And, uh, uh, well, um, at the beginning, I was just uh, really obsessed about doing business online, growing the website, selling products and yeah. uh, all this stuff. And, uh, uh, and I also have a big love for marketing as well. So everything that is online marketing was really, uh, well, was really great for me. And, yeah. uh, and then I, to also, uh, well, 
pitch to other companies, to other people that uh, would like to be entrepreneur as well. And uh, I started to do that all over the world. And uh, and again, it was amazing. And they, well, and some of my mentees started to call me <laughs> remote business lady uh, as a joke. <laughs> and, and then it stick. <laughs> You've been working remotely for a long time now, and you also just recently hosted a virtual summit on how to start and run a remote business. Were you brought together over 30 world-class experts to share their knowledge? If you had to share three of your top tips for running a remote business or working remotely, what would they be? Oh, wow. Well, just three. <laughs> okay. Just three. <laughs> uh, well, um, first of all, uh, every time you do something new, uh, register the screen of your computer and make an uh, how to do video. Mm -hmm. uh, it can seem at the beginning to uh, a lot of time that you are wasting but uh, when you start to delegate and you have to start to delegate as soon as possible uh, to a virtual assistant or uh, well or another freelancer and you start to grow your company yeah. um, all this uh, hard work that you have done uh, it's uh, it's pretty much straightforward and uh, uh, it helps you a lot to grow faster and better and you because you already done uh, that task and you register it in in the way that you want this task uh, yeah. need to be done it's uh, it's really really easy then to scale and uh, and to start to delegate as soon as possible so that's the first one yeah um, the second things is um, create a routine uh, and this is pretty much what you need to do basically the, the first day you start to work uh, for yourself and especially if you work at, uh, at home or all over the world whatever uh, but you really need to learn how to manage your time from home and being able to delegate things to yourself as well not only to other people and that also means to um, well keep track uh, of uh, your day uh, things that you need to do, but also really um, create a balance between uh, what is your uh, working time, what is your uh, family or non-working time, whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, um, and also, well, I what I suggest is really insert into your routine something that is really for yourself. So it's yeah. just not about working, but it's also really about um, what do you like to do? Uh, how do you like to relax and take your time? And uh, uh, and uh, yeah, in creating a, a routine that you can uh, and that you are able to follow, um, you can really find the balance, and that's a big a big things. <laughs> okay. Wow. And uh, the third things is communication. Uh, communicate, communicate, and communicate. That, that's it. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you really need to communicate uh, with everybody, with your team, uh, with uh, your customers, uh, with uh, potential partners, new yeah. partnership, and uh, and the communication is really the uh, well the base that you need to to do every day. And uh, if you are an entrepreneur, um, there is nobody else that can do that. You mm. really 
need to do it and to well, uh, to do it really well learn about how to well to take the most uh, of your zoom calls for example uh, or whatever you use yeah. as other tools but communication is really the most yeah. important thing wow. yeah i think I, I i sometimes still struggle with the second one which is to create a routine uh, sometimes find myself just not doing things at specific times or you know delegating i need to do this then and then so it gets really difficult and i know a lot of people struggle with communication as well um i mean sometimes i still do so <laughs> this is really helpful well it's not easy it's not easy i'm not mm. saying it's easy yeah <laughs> but if you improve that uh, and and learn how to do it yeah. uh step by step that, that will be great and you really see uh well your uh your companies and your business growing in doing that yeah what are some of the important tools individuals and businesses can use to improve their efficiency as remote workers um well there are many tools that you can use um what i have found out is that um you need to be prepared at least in uh, in these three categories which are communication tools uh operative tools and emotional tools. Yeah. If you missing one of these categories, you're going to have trouble in managing yourself and your team as well. So uh, to give you an example for communication tools, um, you really need to choose the best uh, synchron, but also asynchronous communication tools for your team. So email is um, asynchronous because you can read an email today uh, or tomorrow, uh, and uh, you also but you also need some tools that uh, keep in touch directly with your team in a synchronous way. It could be Slack, it could be another chat, uh, for example, yeah. and. Uh, you also need to use uh, master for your meetings and uh, and also uh, think about one-to-one -one meetings as well. Um, so uh, this is the basic communication tools. As regards the operative tools, um, I will say, well, there are many different kind of tools you can use, but the, the main things is use the time blocking strategy. Uh, to block your time on your calendar so uh, you are sure that at least sometimes is dedicated to your main task uh, which is usually it should be um, the one things uh, that you can do in the day that really can bring uh, your business uh, to the next level and you should have these one things done uh, every day and at least block the time for that. <laughs> another good things is uh, another good technique is the um, uh, Pomodoro technique. <laughs> is the, the one that the what technique? <laughs> uh, it's a Pomodoro technique. Uh, I don't know if in English is uh, tomatoes technique. I don't know, uh, but it's it's really nice uh, and uh, and there is a lot of apps uh, that that uh, you can use to do that. Or you can also use the. Uh, of course, the the kitchen timer. That that's why I start okay. the name as Pomodoro technique. Okay, I see. <laughs> yeah, well, you basically um, work for uh, usually it's twenty five minutes of work, and then you take uh, five minutes uh, to uh, uh, of break, 
and uh, and you decided how many uh, pomodoro <laughs> you would like to do in a day. Uh, but in that way, because um, our our brain uh, cannot be concentrated for well for more than 25 minutes, it's less. But let's say for 25 minutes, it's fair. Um, you have this uh, five minutes break that help you to relax a bit, but it's not too much to lose concentration. And yeah. then you go back to do your 25 next uh, minute. You can do longer, but you need to keep in mind that the longer you go ahead, uh, the less you are gonna be focused and, and active because okay. your brain is really going down, 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 the more time you try to, uh, to do something without take a break. I see. And um, again, in operative tools, of course, you need uh, something to organize you and your team as regards the task. So uh, the, well, the cheapest one is probably Trello that is free. Um, I personally use the Basecamp, which is not so cheap, but it's pretty good because you can manage a lot of projects and uh, uh, and tasks at the same time. Yeah. Um, but again, you need at least one tool that uh, help you to manage the team. And uh, the third point is the emotional tools, um, which is third, but well, last but not least, as you say, uh, because um, keep track of the feeling of the team. It's one of the most important things. Um, if you do not keep tracking, especially if you are online where you can't see the other people, you can't see the reaction of the people. Yes, you have the video, but it's not uh, the same thing. So uh, especially maybe when you are in a, in a meeting with all the teams and uh, uh, even if you use Zoom, you can't really see the reaction of all the teams when you say something and, and keep track of it. So you really need to put in place some strategies to uh, keep track of that. It could be a one-to-one -one meeting once a while uh, with each of uh, one of the team. And uh, it could be, for example, um, just for example, I, I use a lot uh, these three questions that every day uh, my team need to answer. Um, and, uh, and it's about, uh, the first question is about the general feeling. It could be something work-related or it could be something in their life as well. Yeah. And then uh, the second question is about uh, the, the job that they're doing, the tasks that they're doing, if there is any problems, if their feelings to uh, add something. And, uh, and the last one, it's, it's more an open question about, uh, do you want to uh, share something? Uh, if you have any problems or if you want to do any suggestions. So even if I, uh, I didn't uh, do a meeting every day, otherwise I think that the team would become crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, too much communication in that sense is not good I as see. well. <laughs> so <laughs> you need to find a good balance. Um, but I, I still have the, the feeling of what is happening and if something is wrong, I can act pretty fast. Yeah. So this is just some example. Wow, that's very interesting. In your professional opinion, do you think that remote working is the future? Or do you think people will mostly return to the offices once the pandemic is over? 
Um, well, um, the pandemic certainly uh, accelerated a process that was already in place. Um, I believe the, that uh, remote working is the future and uh, a lot of people didn't want to go back to the office anymore. And on the other side, a lot of companies discovered that the advantage and saving in having remote workers, it's, uh, it's also pretty interesting for them as well. So. Um, I think the the next big step will be probably rethinking our cities and our buildings. Yeah. Um, remote workers need a space in the house to be used as office. Uh, they need uh, space to meet other people and uh, not necessarily colleagues. Um, it could be, well, I can see a surge of um, co-living situation with common areas for co-working, for example. Uh, but we, we really need to, to rethink uh, all this, uh, well, all this building that will become empty quite fast. Yeah. Remote working obviously can't be a bit of roses. What are some of the difficult challenges that people can face when working remotely? Um, well, some of the challenges we, we already talked about, for example, the time management, as you also said, is, yes. is not easy. And that, that also means to take a responsibility about yourself because you don't have anybody that is stopping on your shoulder to do things. And uh, uh, well, especially if you move from a nine to five job to a freelancing or remote business, uh, this is a, a, a huge, huge step. So yeah. that's for sure is, is this is the first uh, the first challenges. The second one, um, I believe, is about isolation. Um, if you did not put in place situation of meeting with other people uh, that could be online or offline after COVID, um, well, uh, you, you can really feel alone if you work at home and uh, and don't go out and don't, do not meet any <laughs> other people. So, and well, that, that's also one of the reasons that I create the summit in first place and then um, the membership that is just starting in a uh, in few, in few days. Uh, it's really uh, about sharing, but also don't feel isolated and meet other people that are remote um, entrepreneurs as well. Wow. And um, the last thing is the balance between work and personal life. We also talk about that uh, today, but uh, I think it's this is another huge point uh, because sometimes when you work from home, uh, you didn't really check the clock and you hand up to work so many hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you forgot, yeah, you forgot to stop and, uh, and this is not really, really good for, yeah. for you and uh, your family or, uh, well, or just yourself. So this yeah. is, I believe, the three main challenges. How important is it to have self-discipline when it comes to remote work? And how does one acquire the skill if you don't have it already? Well, <laughs> that's a tricky question. Uh, because I, I don't believe in self-discipline. Uh, so it may sound strange to hear that from a remote entrepreneur like <laughs> <It does. laughs> me. Uh, but this is something I have learned by, by own, my own mistakes. Um, when you try to force yourself to be more disciplined, uh, you are most certainly going to fail. And uh, the key word here is force. 
if you force yourself or others, the result is usually the opposite of what you're trying to impose. And uh, on the contrary, uh, well, what I suggest is really to spend time with yourself, understand that uh, it's your responsibility to organize the day, and that is the path to freedom or success, money, family, whatever is your goal. Um, I do a lot of meditation, for example. Um, you need really to be kind with yourself when you can complete your long to-do list. Maybe your to-do list is too long and that's the problem. And that, that could be a problem as well. Uh, but um, it's, really, uh, it's really about um, understand the why, not force yourself to do things. Yeah. Um, when you're working at home, there is no place to, to hide your habits, your personality surface in a very clear way. And, uh, and I believe you really need to embrace them, embrace yourself, accept yourself. Uh, you, we all have things that we like and we maybe do not like so much. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and we just need to learn about ourselves. And, uh, and when you do that, at a certain point, you really understand why maybe you are not doing a certain things and why you are doing others. Uh, and uh, yeah, so there is many operative tools that you can put in place, of course, but uh, if you haven't worked out your motivation, the tools itself are not going to do the job for you. <laughs> Yo. That, that's what I believe. I uh, I also wrote um, an article on on LinkedIn. Uh, you can check it out. It's uh, it's just condensing <laughs> two suggestions of this year of experience. Uh, but the basic things is really that: don't force yourself, but wow. understand why. Wow, it's. I mean, I've heard so many success stories, and a lot of them revolve around people saying that you have to be self-disciplined. But to hear it from your perspective is really. It's, it's, it's an eye-opener, actually. Um, Thank you. <laughs> well, I hope it helps. I it's hope it gonna, it, this is helping me more than it's, than, than it's helping the podcast. <laughs> so, um, okay. So one of the things you covered in your recent summit was how to create a crisis-proof remote business. This pandemic has clearly shown us how vulnerable we are in the face of a crisis. It's one thing to have resilience as an individual, but it's another thing to create a business that is resilient. And from what we've seen, remote businesses are built for resilience. Can you elaborate a bit on why it's important to create a crisis-proof business in this day and age? Um, well, it all comes down to um, well, to where we we how we grow up. I believe um, how our parents told us that um, having a regular job, uh, a nine to five job, was the safest choice, um, and how our professor told us that to study hard and enter in a top university to get a regular nine to five job because uh, that was the, again, the safest choice. And uh, well, it, it might be true in the, in the past uh, and our parents' generation was super smart and loving, uh, but I'm not sure that, uh, <laughs> that you can, I don't think you can apply that anymore. So. When you build your remote business, you can control and create multiple stream of income. You can change business model fast if something doesn't work anymore. You learn skills 
that can be used in many different business. And that skills, uh, well, it, go, it can be extremely well paid also as consultant or employee. So if you want to take a break, for example, for being an entrepreneur or just prefer to consult other people projects, you will still be richer and more free than a nine to five employee in an office. So it gives you really uh, a lot of more opportunities and uh, and today uh, become flexible and more attentive of the trends and market change. Uh, it makes you really ready to react of whatever happens. Yeah. And uh, since you have not an office and your team is remote, you can also keep your costs down and invest in sales and marketing and, uh, uh, and in learning new things for yourself. Uh, so I'm not saying it easy. Uh, an entrepreneur, remote or not, uh, should always be prepared for ups and downs. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, if you do that, you really have the skills to fight back. And I believe this is the biggest chance that we can give to ourselves and also to, well, our kids, our family and friends. Wow, Elisa, thank you so much for joining us on our show and for sharing your expertise with our listeners. Thank you for, well, thank you too. <laughs> I'm so, so happy to be here and, uh, well, and to, to share <laughs> whatever I can. I'm really happy to do it. Yes, wow, this is so amazing. We really wish you the very best for the future. Thank you. You too. Thanks for tuning into our podcast episode today. If you want more info about our academy, where we upskill you fast and help you land a remote job, please visit our social media platforms our website, or send us a WhatsApp message. We will include all links in the text body of our podcast.